The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Two minutes to go. Illinois 71, Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got another one. He got another one. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Right wing, Kipper cuts to the lane. Down low, Kofi! What a slam dunk! And there's the high-low and the feet of the big seven to Georgie at the free throw line, drive, down the lane, and slams it in! Three, gonna have to shoot it with two, a long, long three! Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's gonna end the half, and listen to the roar! Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. Good evening, everybody, and welcome in to Fighting Illini Basketball and our game day coverage for the 115th season of Illinois basketball. Tonight, the Illini opening up play in a big week. They start with Nichols State tonight. The Colonels out of the Southland Conference in here for the State Farm Center before the Illini quickly turn around and head out to the southwest in the desert to play a two-game road swing against Grand Canyon and the Arizona Wildcats. Glad to have you with us, taking you till tip-off. It's 7 o'clock tonight. I'm Scott Beatty alongside the rookie, Lauren Tate, here as well. You've done a few of these season openers, and there is as much buzz about this Illinois team as there's been in a long time to start a season. Well, I think justifiably so. And I, I, you know, As far as the game tonight is concerned, it, they're a big favorite. I, they've won 34, what, 34 out of the last 36 at, at the State Farm Center openers because they always schedule a game that they figure to win. But um, I, I think it's still a, a work in progress in terms of how the guards are going to work together, how the two big men are going to work together, and, and it's going to take some time. But uh, the talent level is much higher than it's been for at least a half a dozen years. Southland, uh, or rather Nichols State last year, went 14-17 and 17 overall. They went in their conference. They went 7-11. and 11. The Illini... 12 and 21 last year, 7 and 13 in the Big Ten, and I think that's probably the bigger number to look back on because seven wins, it's pretty dismal, but yet it was a team that you could see had some things pointing up, and that's why folks this year are looking at this as a potential tournament team with the addition of Kofi Coburn with the return of those three guards in the back led by Aoudesuma. You know, we slide over those three guards, and we always uh, are slow to talk about Fraser and, and Felice, but Io, of course, gets all the credit, but Felice is really playing well. And and the, the, did you see where they had a statistic that Underwood gave out that Fraser, in the in the preseason practices, or I guess a month of practices or so, shot 52% from the three-point arc. In all those practices, he, that's that's pretty consistent. In the exhibition, he drew something like a half a dozen fouls. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Feliz. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. meant Frazier. Well, Fra me. well Frazier is the one I said that shot 52% uh, from, uh, from the arc. 
So, I mean, all three of those guards have got potential. I think I saw somebody rank the top guards in the country the other day. Illinois was not included. I think they're being overlooked a little. I think Feliz has always been overlooked. I think he's a much better player, particularly because he didn't start. I think people just thought maybe he wasn't that good. I think he's really good myself. The questions will continue, I'm sure, for head coach Brad Underwood about how much he will play Georgie Bishanishvili and Kofi Coburn together, and just how many minutes does he want to give Kofi overall here in the early part of the season. Well, I think you're going to see it drift down around 25, and I think you'll probably see about 15 minutes of the game where, where uh, Georgie is the center on the floor, the only center on the floor, and, and then I think you'll see some uh, period of time when they're both out there, and there'll be a period of time when, when Georgie won't be out there. It's the biggest adjustment for Georgie because he's got to be able to play the four and the five. Yep, and that's right. And work together with Kofi, where Kofi just needs to focus right now on being that five, but he's Would he's you, really big, he's really tall. Georgie tells me, and you know, he tells everybody, that he, up until last year, he's always been a four, and he's always seen himself as a four. I don't see him as a four because I think he scores so well inside. I think that, that that's his strength, his ability to score with his back to the basket. And and most fours, you want to be perimeter shooters because you like to see him draw out the defense and be able to hit that three. And he's not that guy. He's not, he's not a three-point shooter. He's going to continue to try. I know that. But he just his percentage-wise, he's not good enough to be shooting the three. X-factor, perhaps, is the freshman Benjamin Bossmans for Donk, who looks solidly built, has been very limited with the number of practices. He's only been a full go for a handful of practices, but was impressive in his shooting in his debut at the exhibition. The question is, is how much can you use him, and how quickly does he learn? Well, he's got everything going for him as far as we can see. He's got the size. He's got the quickness. He rebounds. He can play defense. He can shoot the three. Uh, he is a freshman. I don't know how far you can go with him. I don't know if he's going to play a lot this year or not. But I, I do see a, a tremendous potential. And what a, what a nice pair of freshmen to have. No matter how much he plays, he and uh, Kofi, would by next year, they're going to be pretty good, I think. It's a tough week coming for the Illini. Three ball games in six days, including tonight, and then the long flight tomorrow out to Phoenix, and they'll get ready for Friday and Sunday against Grand Canyon and Arizona. And by the way, has there ever been any history? Is there any kind of history of note between Illinois and Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Lute Olson, uh, yeah, I think Lute uh, got us, uh, you know, he – he got the officials on his side one night. And what were there, 56 free throws by Arizona? Was that, was that the number? <laughs> yeah. I think that's when, that sounds like the number. Yeah. And uh, I think about six or seven guys fouled out. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But, you know, uh, that was back when uh, when, when Johnson uh, was, was driving him crazy with the fouls, on, with, the, with the physical nature of his play. And uh, we had, you know, he complained to the officials, and, and Illinois played him before, and Illinois beat him. And then uh, they got even in the tournament in a big way. Doug Altenberger will check in with us in a moment as we can carry on here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. 
The season opener for Illinois men's basketball, the 115th season of play for the Orange and Blue. It's Nichols State as the opponent tonight. Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate. And Doug Altenberger is here. He drew the card for the season opener. Good yeah, to see you, man. Yeah, we're, everybody is, uh, we're, we're pumped up. Georgie's out kissing babies, shaking hands, <laughs> trying to take five bucks from Lauren. You know, he's, he's putting on a show. Now, it's, uh, got to watch some practice the last few days, and uh, it's, uh, it's a whole different vibe. You know, these, uh, you look, these, uh, the team is uh, much different. They've got a lot, a lot of good pieces, and uh, the coaching staff's excited, and uh, got some older guys, and so – Brad was running around telling everybody, hey, listen, I'm tired of yelling at you guys. Some of the other guys, you know, uh, DeMonte, you need to get more vocal and uh, looking for some leadership, and that's always critical in a winning team. That's what's curious about this team is you actually look at it, and it's not that old of a team, but it feels experienced. And so how will that interplay with the fact that hey, you've got sophomores driving the bus here a little bit? I, you know, there's definitely upperclassmen and veterans like an Andres Felice, but, you know, you look at Io, look at Georgie, and bring in Kofi. It's a young young spot. Yeah, I, I don't know, what Lauren, what you think, but I always thought the, the biggest jump that you make is from your freshman year to the sophomore year, at least for me. You know, a lot of the kids now are a little bit more advanced when they come in as your freshman year. But, you know, we, I talked to Fletch. They're bigger. They're stronger. Uh, they're actually wiser. They shoot uh, better. Yeah, and they shoot better. Um, they make better decisions. Um, and uh, I, I just feel like um, with Io and Georgie, uh, there's a big expectations for those guys. But I think it's really important, as, as well as Frazier, that they show leadership. And that, you know, that's talking about playing defense, doing the little things, rebounding, and, uh, uh, you know, also being vocal with their teammates. You know, um, I think it's true of junior college players, too. And, and I think Felice is, is a good example. I think he's a much better player right now than he was when the season started last year. Now, he wound up pretty good, but it took him a while. And then I think that uh, I think right now he's as good as anybody out on the court. And, Lauren, I, I agree with you. He reminds me of my, my south, our sophomore year, uh, Anthony Welch, who got hurt, and we had a, a, a Quinn Richardson came in. And Quinn was about 6'2". He was, he was stocky. He was a lot like Felice. And uh, he, he, had, uh, he played great defense. He handled the ball uh, and was a warrior. And, and I was talking to Brad in the shoot-around today, and he, he just is so confident with him. And, and is, it feels like he's you know a complete player and is really – coming to his own, especially in practice and coming, like you said, Lauren, coming back in his second year. Now, that substitution, substitution pattern that uh, Underwood goes through, your thoughts on that? It's such a, we know that by the first four-minute timeout, there's going to be one or two players already in the game. How, does, how, how do you uh, rate that? Well, I, I would say that when you're playing for Brad in the type of way he wants to play, you're, you're going to play, you know, that three or four minutes and you're coming out. Uh, and talking to John Paxson, interesting with the NBA, they know that after a certain point uh, in a game, you know, initially the beginning of the game after three or four minutes, I think, uh, he said that we know for a fact that their performance will come down. So you know you're going to have some substitutions really coming out of the box. I think the key for uh, Brad is to really understand what works and what doesn't work. I mean, tonight's game, uh, I'm sure he's going to have a lot of different rotations. But when, once they go to Grand Canyon, Arizona, as a player, um, you've got to get a feel and get the coach's confidence and then get in there and get some time. And it, it's hard. I mean, if, you, if you're coming off the bench and only playing a minute and coming out and – but that's that's a successful team. You gotta you know understand what your role is, 
and then uh, vice versa with the starters. Uh, you're going to know you're going to come out and get a rest, but you're going to go right back in. Doug, great to see you. Uh, excited for you to be back to be part of the uh, broadcast crew again and in, in, uh, get to do the season opener. Enjoy yeah. the energy hey, tonight. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the team and back, and uh, and uh, I, I'm really drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm fired up this year, <laughs> and I, I think it's going to be a fun season, so thanks. We'll come back with our keys to the game in just a moment. It's Fighting Line on Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Illinois at Nichols State tonight, the season opener for Illinois basketball. Head coach Brad Underwood gives us the scout on the Colonels. I think he does. Conditioning's a piece of it. Very, very athletic. They play extremely hard. They're not a real big team in terms of size, but they have big wings. Uh, and they're an old team. Uh, they're a team that has uh, a lot of upperclassmen. So uh, they play very much what we call up the line, on the line defensively. They try to take everything away. They'll run and jump you. They'll press you. Uh, they try to turn it into a very athletic game. We've got to be very disciplined. Uh, we've got to be ball tough, and uh, and yet sometimes it's not the prettiest game in the world when you play a team like this. Uh, you've just got to go make basketball plays. So uh, we're excited, and and uh, we've got our hands full. Lauren Tate, Brad Underwood likes to schedule certain types of teams. That sounds like the kind of team. I mean, coaches will talk up their opponents, but it does sound like the team that he wants to challenge his guys with here before it gets real. Key to the game, get on the boards. Get on the boards, stay on the boards. Last year, Illinois was out-rebounded for the season by 117 rebounds. I want to see him get ahead in this game rebounding-wise and rebound the whole season. That's the key. I would like to see a sense of flow offensively. It was a little sputtering that's in the first half. A, that's going to take a while, isn't yeah. it? And Probably will. I would like to see things that will give you confidence going into Friday night in a tough environment there. And... A tough environment on Sunday at Arizona. And look, you know, you got to play the game here in front of you, but, you know, we're talking like it's an assumed win, but Illinois should be able to beat them. They're a stronger team. Yeah. And that's why you schedule this. Yeah, and, and I think that uh, we'll watch very carefully how he, how many minutes he plays different groups together, small lineup, big lineup. Let's just see how he does it. I'm, I'm interested to find out. Interesting to see, too, what this team can establish for itself because like you said the games coming up after this weekend Illinois should be able to rattle off a string of wins you know and but at the same time whatever this team is this week isn't going to be what they are in December or January you know that's the nature of how this things go you just go back to last year there were flashes of okay this can all come together here even though it ended up being a 12-win season well we're a long way from really knowing where we are but, but, but I think the pieces, and I've said this before, the pieces are together. They're out there. you got to put them together. And it's just like a big puzzle that you're trying to figure out what works best and how many minutes you give a certain. I'm, I'm just, uh, I can't imagine what they're going to do with, with uh, Bosman's Ver, Verdunk in, in terms of his minutes. He looks really good, but is he ready to play very much? I don't think so, but uh, I'd like to see it. We'll find out. Those are our keys to the game from Hickory Point Bank. In Champaign. Coming up, the coach's corner. Brian talks to Orlando Antigua. 
Welcome back. It's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. The season opener for Fighting Illini men's basketball against Nichols State tonight from the State Farm Center. We bring you now the coach's corner. The voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart, is with assistant coach Orlando Antigua, who had today's scout. The coach's corner brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Clark Lindsay. Here's Brian. Orlando Antigua joins us. Coach, good to see you again. Good to see you again, B. Yeah. We're back at it again, man. Yeah. It's... Uh... It's been all too long, brother. <laughs> well, you've had a busy summer. I was going to say, have you had a good off season? But there's no off season anymore. I don't know what that what that is. <laughs> uh, no, no, we've had a we've had a great uh, great summer and uh, early fall. So uh, we're excited, excited to be uh, spending a little time with you. And that means that the popcorn is popping, and uh, <laughs> there's going to be some uh, some folks in the State Farm. Yeah. Well, you guys had a chance to kind of uh, break down the game the other night, give you a chance to put some stuff on film. Uh, yeah. What did you see? What did you, you say, hey, we need to work on? Um, well, we did, we did some good things, um, you know, uh, and particularly for, for our young guys. Um, you know, we've got a lot of experience, but we're still very young. And, um, you know, we're trying out a couple different new things, and so we wanted to see how that looked against some, some other people. And, and uh uh, was promising. Was promising. Uh, obviously, um, you know, Kofi and Georgie uh, piece is is starting to starting to take fold and, and, and looking really good. And, and then getting out there and having the, the three guards together, uh, which we did a lot last year, especially down the stretch. Um, starting out with them just to, to get a feel for that and see uh, see where we go with it. Yeah, it's always uh, this time of the year you're trying to figure out. I mean, you've been working on things in practice, but as you say, the popcorn's popping now. You got teams trying to take away what you're trying to do but you've got a young big center yeah. and you've got another guy that is this is just his second year yeah. trying to learn new roles on both ends well yeah yeah and, and anytime you add new pieces to your team um, there's an adjustment period and everybody's got to get their roles defined and, and, and fit into um, you know the overall team philosophy and scheme and what we're trying to take this so that you know we, we can all benefit and everybody's um, is having success yeah, and we saw that last year with the guards, too, Io and Trent, learning to play together. Yeah, it's all part yeah. of it. It, it's, it is all part of it. It's all part of the growth. It's all part of development. Um, you know, you take a year now where those guys have gotten a lot of minutes played, um, and then you throw in to that formula uh, expectations. Um, and so that becomes another another hurdle or obstacle that you have to manage and, and, and deal with. And so, you know, we're looking forward to, uh, to starting the season off and seeing – where we go from here. And this was no surprise that uh, Andres Felice played a solid game the other night. I mean, he drew six fouls. He was no turnovers, assists, rebounds. Well, Dre's doing what uh, what would you expect a senior to do and, and uh, you know, one of your one of your leaders to do. And, um, steady does. He always, he's always been a steady hand and always comes out and plays with that fight and that, that pit bull mentality that, that we need. Um, so it was good to see that. We'll take a break. We'll take a look at Nichols State here with our scouting report, Coach's Corner. Coach Orlando Antigua, back in a moment. It's Illinois basketball tonight as we visit with assistant coach Orlando Antigua. Nickel State from the state of Louisiana, down by New Orleans, right? Cajun country down there. Uh, <laughs> you know, really good, experienced team, although they're only in their second year with their coach. Uh, they've got a lot of veterans on their team, so should pose a, a good challenge for us. Uh, you know, a bunch of redshirt uh, seniors, uh, upperclassmen, Division One transfers that you know, I'm sure are going to be really excited to be stepping into a venue where it's going to be 13, 14,000 tonight uh, as a season opener. And the thing people forget is there's a lot of great athleticism around the country. 
teams from this conference tend to be pretty athletic. Yeah, the Southland Conference uh, is, is, is a conference that's known to have athletes, um, you know, and they possess a lot of them. A bunch of guys that are 6'7", six, 6'8", six, they can really move, they can play multiple positions. So that in itself poses a little bit of a challenge for us, and, and we're going to have to manage that, you know. Uh, uh, so looking forward to see how, how, we do, how we do deal with that as they try to deal with our size as well. Well, Kevin Johnson's back. He averaged 10 a game. Brandon Moore, yeah. 21. Those are two guys that are back anyway. Yeah, the two guys that are back from last year that have a little bit of experience, but they've, they've added the, you know, a ton of um, Division One transfers in, in, in Hunter, uh, McClanahan. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Harvey uh, is another kid that's back that played a lot of minutes for them. He did play in the scrimmage, um, who's a 6'8", strong uh, forward, center, slash. And, and, and one of the key for them is that they've got so many different moving pieces. So a guy like Hunter can be playing the four and can be playing the three. You get a kid like uh, Alatish who's 6'7", 200 pounds, 205 pounds, but he had six blocks. He had you know 13 rebounds in the game. So he's a kid that could play some five, play some four, maybe play some three. Um, what I do know is that they, they all play very confident. Um, they'll take a lot of shots. Um, you know, all of them can shoot the three. And uh, so it's just going to pose a, pose a challenge for us. I would say, too, they would probably try to use their athleticism to, to jump you or make you hurry up on offense or go for rebounds. And yeah. they try to, you know, I guess, use their athleticism to their advantage. Right? They will. They will. Uh, you know, obviously part of their scheme is, um, you know, they play a lot of uh, in-line, up-the-line defense. Um, they're going to run and jump some. They'll just try to press some out of free throws. So. They're going to make you work to try to get the ball uh, moved and turned, which is something that we want to do. So it, it, it poses a challenge for our guys to be very sound, very physical, uh, very disciplined, both offensively and defensively. You know, they're, they're, they tend uh, to, after one or two passes, look to try to break you down off the bounce. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be imperative that, that we're focusing on, on our assignment, that we know our personnel and that we stick to our defensive principles uh, no matter what they're trying to accomplish. And you saw this the other night. One thing we had trouble with early was, and a lot of our turnovers came early, but we still had the assist-to-turnover ratio. It was just too high turnover. It was, it was. Um, and, that, and that's early on, and that's expected early on. Yeah. Um, you know, something that we've been focusing on all week is, is trying to minimize those um, by showing them film and, 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 and working at it. So we, we hope that those numbers are a lot uh, lower and particularly against a team that's looking to try to force turnovers so that they can get a broken floor and, and play in transition where they can utilize their athleticism and their ability to break you down off the, off the bounce. It's just going to be fun to watch this team develop uh, defensively, especially with, yeah. with the seven footer now, a guy we haven't had, yeah. a guy around the rim like that, and then just adding those different pieces. But just the sheer size, I think, defensively. It does. It, it's, uh, you know, it, it allows us to have uh, some rim protection, not only with, with Kofi, but also. Uh, with Jermaine when he when he plays in there, and then the, the minutes that Georgie will play in there, he's gotten a lot better in terms of now knowing that he doesn't have to conserve himself or try to avoid fouls because we may not have someone that's ready to step in to help in that position. Um, his role now changes a little bit, so his philosophy changes a little bit, and he's going to have to be out defending out on the floor, which is really good for us to see. All right, Coach, good to uh, be with you again. First of many. Thanks, Brian. Good to All see right. you. Appreciate it. Right. Orlando Antigua, assistant coach, and that is the Coach's Corner.